As you walk through the valley of the shadow of hell, you will see through the fog a bend in reality, a veil that is beyond your own comprehension. It's the other side, beyond the void. That's right, it's episode 304, and we are in our fourth chapter of Voidtober Bleeds. It's that time of the month, folks. <laughs> I really didn't think about that. That was all the t- <laughs> We're stuck with it. It's just going to have to be, Christina. We're using it. <laughs> it's We're that time it. of the month. <laughs> oh my God. This is for all you ladies out there. Uh- <laughs> We really didn't think that through. No. No, we did not. And I had to be the one to make fun of it. You know what I mean? I couldn't help it. I'm so stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, guys, this week we're going to be doing two movies that are back-to-back. They're a franchise from Indonesia, actually, that uh, we're going to get a third chapter for. It's called May the Devil Take You and... May the devil take you to. That's right. It started. T-O-O. Yeah, T-O-O. It's the cleverness of it. And it started in 2018. We got a sequel in 2020 for the sequel of that. And we got another one coming out that's in pre-production right now from Timo Tejanto, who is pretty popular now. Actually, he's done quite a bit. If you guys remember, one of his big segments that got really, really popular was in VHS 2 with the short segment called called Safe Haven. It was the one that everybody was like going nuts about where like it was like a suicide cult and they go inside to like interview them and then everybody offs them. It was fucking fantastic and what a crazy ending that one was. Yeah, it was. You know, he's got a lot of stuff. He's actually working on the new uh, train to Busan for America. It's called The Last Train to New York. Oh. So it's like the American version. Of course, because... Of that. So I don't know why... I don't know why... Does that sound like it's the American version of that? Or I don't know. It seems kind of weird, right? I don't know. Train to Busan, last train to New York. I mean, it sounds kind of... We're Americans. We always have to, you know, we have to claim everything. (laughs) Well, I wonder if he like, because that's a Korean film, you know, a South Korean film. Yeah, and he's Indonesian. I don't know. Yeah, he is. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but that's what I thought. It sounded very familiar, and I'm like, oh, is it it that what that is? Because Mm -hmm. anyway... But yeah, guys, we gotta. We're gonna announce our winner today uh, for the Voidtober giveaway, the big box giveaway that has uh, a lot of horror movies in it, from DVDs, Blu-rays, and even a 4K in it. Um, uh, if you haven't seen it, you can check it out on the 
trailer that we put up for Voidtober. If you go to our YouTube page, it'll have it as the main video for the channel. So check that out. It'll be in there. Let's draw a winner. Let's draw a winner. Okay. Or you got to tell me when to stop, okay? So. Okay, should I do drum roll? <laughs> no, please don't do the drum roll, as a matter of fact. Okay. Then, then, Why ask if you're going to do it anyway? Then huh? Just stop. Then stop. Did okay. You stop? Yes. Okay. Who is it? Looks like we got a person by the name of James out of Bernie, California. Congratulations. <laughs> open rate on our emails. Do you hear that, guys? You're slacking. I always just delete them. This is like, that's a pretty big open rate, dude. That means he opens more than half of our shit. (laughs) (laughs) So this is is an actual listener. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Every now and then we pick someone that's never opened an email. So it's like, uh, it's kind of nice to see one when you see it. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Uh, but yeah, thank you so much, James. Congratulations to you. Congratulations to all of you for listening to this episode as well, because, you know, this is a treat for you. <laughs> no, but we appreciate you guys, you know, signing up for the podcast. You know, this is our emailer that we sent out to you guys to just kind of let you know what what's going on when we got a new episode. And then anything ever happens, we can let you know what we're doing through there. And uh, that way we can actually do giveaways because a lot of the places that we do uh, giveaways on, they have like specific rules. And if we do it through our own website, then it's ours. We can do whatever the hell we want. Right. So, but congratulations, James. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We will have another giveaway in the future, of course. So if you haven't signed up, please go to longlivethevoid.com and then look up the VIP club. It's in the top portion or you can sign up on the front page. Just look for it there and you will be entered into a drawing for the future as well as find out about all of our wonderful episodes when they come out each week. It's just a weekly newsletter. So congratulations. Congrats. All right. So how's things going with you, Christina? How are you doing? What's what are we what are we doing lately? Well, the, you've been at a you've been doing oh, film festivals. Yeah, that's right. I, Jesus Christ. Have I been doing the film festivals? I know that it seems like I'm not doing that much. But man, guys, when you have narcolepsy and you're you're tired all the time trying to watch these movies and like I figured out a way around it a little bit. I have these Jolly Ranchers, and if I eat the Jolly Rancher, it keeps me awake subconsciously a little bit. Maybe you should chew gum. That's what I was thinking, too. I don't know. Like, it helps. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. I, just before we recorded here, I took a fucking hour nap on the fucking couch, and we're going to be late for streaming tonight because of it, but I've been doing some videos for the Toronto after dark film festival doing some reviews of movies that are going to be coming out in the near future like i just watched a review like i just watched and reviewed the new neil marshall creature feature movie that just came out got to see this really fun sort of uh like action thriller comedy dark comedy that was really fun called hazard mm-hmm. uh we're going to be doing mech zombies and possibly some of the guys aaron i'm hoping we get the uh Aaron Moorhead and Justin Benson movie that's coming out that's going to connect all their movies, I think, because mm-hmm. they showed scenes of it in their fucking trailer. Yeah, and I'm excited because I love those guys. So 
but yeah, they've been really awesome to us. So thank you so much, Toronto After Dark Film Festival, for including us in your festival this year. Maybe hopefully one day in the future when we become big and famous because of you guys listening, uh, we'll be able to fucking go up there and tell you all about all the crazy stuff, do some interviews, have some fun, and share that time with you. As long as I'm not asleep. I guess, and this thing fixes itself mm-hmm. in the future. So we got a lot more reviews coming out on YouTube, guys. So please, I urge you, please help me out and fucking piss off the algorithms by watching every single one of our YouTube videos because then we make a little cash back and it costs you nothing. <laughs> it literally costs you nothing. You might have to watch a like a couple commercials that for 20 seconds and then we get paid like a little tiny. Two cents. Yeah, they throw a little <laughs> turd out for us and it's we get to- change. <laughs> Hey, I'm not complaining. It adds no. up after a while. So, exactly. You know, we that's how we buy movies. That's how we pay bills. That's how we keep the lights on. So consider it. But uh, yeah. So today we're going to be talking about this uh, Indonesian film that I really like. If you guys remember, we did a movie called uh, Queen of the Black Magic before. Which mm-hmm. was, we did the original one, which was from like the 80s or something like that, or 70s. That was the 70s? It was yeah, like it 60s been. or 70s. And yeah. then they did a remake of it, which is completely different, but very similar vibes here. You know, like these, it's different people, obviously, but uh, it has some, they do some pretty great films. And I really wanted to include something that was a little bit more international uh, in this year's Voidtober so that we would have a little bit more uh, to go around. So mm-hmm. next week, of course, we got our last week of Voidtober which is Halloween. So I hope you guys will be listening in for that episode as well. So we're going to be doing the the killer clowns from outer space. So as just a single movie, just just for us to take a little bit of a breather. And we might take a break the following week. And then week. we'll have to take a break. Then we'll have to take the next She's episode. She's got out. a wedding. Uh, we've got a wedding to get attend. My sister's getting married. My yeah. sister's getting married. And I wouldn't mind taking a little bit of a mental break here for a little bit, even though I'll be still doing reviews on YouTube. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, after that. And then we'll fill in the month of, of November. And then we'll, of course, uh, take a break in probably mid-December. Again mm-hmm. until the new year for the top horror of the year. So, all right, just so you guys know, everything's going on in the future here, so you're not fucking surprised when we do all this stuff. So it's gonna be a little shaky, but that's why you signed up for the email so you know when we got shit going on, right? Okay, yeah, that's right. That and win free shit, I guess. Right, and candy and stuff. <laughs> but anyway, I think it might be that time. What time is it? Horror shots. All right, guys, so we decided to pick May the Devil Take You. <laughs> now, we were going to call this a, a specific shot, but I just think it's it's a terrible name, so I'm not going to call it. We're okay. just going to call this one an Alfie. Okay. Because that's, that's one of the characters. Character, the she's she's kind of like the Ash Williams. Uh, this is another kind of movie that is like borrowing a little bit of... Um, you know, nostalgia from the the Evil Dead franchise because they love it so much. Mm-hmm. And uh, why not? I mean, that's that's a great franchise to borrow from a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. To get a little inspiration. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> we were going to call this uh, May the Devil Take Juice. And uh, we were like, yeah, that sounds a little like if you if you say that a little too fast, it might sound a little. Uh... <laughs> yeah, not appropriate. <laughs> yeah, So we were like, OK, yeah, maybe we should just call it an Alfie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, 
What is in an Alfie, Christina? Oh, let me tell you. Well, we got some 99 bananas. You oh. know, it'll be a third. Because she's bananas. <laughs> it'll be one third of each of 99 bananas, one third gin. And then I, I, I got, because of Martha Stewart, I got some liquid death sparkling water. Yeah, but it's the... Oh, it's the severed lime. Yeah, flavor. severed lime. Have you seen those commercials? For, yeah, I love it. Well, I love a her lot so of streamers much. do the liquid death thing too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is Martha Stewart, Alex. This eighty-two-year-old woman doing a Halloween commercial and cutting yeah. up people's hands. I've been hearing she's been like thirst trapping people. <laughs> Seriously, that's well. You know their tagline is "Murder your thirst." Yeah, well, she's murdering something else too. <laughs> I'm just saying. I saw some people going, "Man, she's hot for an older lady." <laughs> that's funny, but yeah, that's what that is. She's gonna whip up some cake. You okay, know what I mean? okay, okay, okay. Calm you know down. What I mean? <laughs> You know, she's a convicted felon. <laughs> hey, I like them when they get into trouble. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. Funny. Snoop Dogg might be hitting that, so I don't know. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> anyway, so. Okay, let's try this shot. Let's go ahead and try this, Alfie. Oh, that's an interesting taste. Uh, not bad. Not bad. It's strange. It's different. Yeah, because banana and lime. Think about it. And gin. And gin I hate, which I had to drink some fucking tea just to get it out of my fucking <laughs> mouth. Ugh. It's a weird combo. It's like but a okay. Christmas tree shit in my mouth <laughs> with a couple of bananas and a, like and a lime. That... <laughs> uh, <laughs> I fucking hate gin, guys, just so you know. I was looking for the... I haven't found the Mountain Dew, the Halloween Mountain Dew this year, uh, which is weird because usually I always find it. Probably order it from GoPuff. Like, that's where we got our... Uh, cheese. What was it? The the flaming hot. Yeah, the flaming hot Mountain Dew. Yeah, last time. So I'm sure it's around. We'll try. Yeah, it. You, yeah. I think I just missed maybe out we can do year. it for the next episode. Like we'll try I, to we'll find. Try, we'll try. We'll do like a cotton. Maybe we can do a cotton candy shot. Oh or yeah, something. we have to. Yeah. Yeah, we have to. So we'll have to figure that out. So yeah. But yeah, guys, if you would like to try an Alfie from the movie May the Devil Take You from 2018, all you got to do is go to longlivethevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shots section. Now, that's it for horror shots. So now we're going to go ahead and jump into our flesh and potatoes of the two movies from Indonesia that have been success. With your British accent. Yes, two movies from Indonesia. <laughs> We're going to go ahead and watch these. <laughs> May the devil take you from 2019 to oh, 2018. And may the devil take you to from 2020. And in case you couldn't understand her stupid American accent, it was <laughs> may the devil take you to from 2020. So, <laughs> and we're going to go ahead and do that right now. Anyway, guys, thanks uh, for putting up with my shit. I'm in a weird mood because I'm like, like I just woke up. And so I get like that. You don't know if you know what it's like. What are you doing? Are you videotaping right no, now? Okay. I'm waiting to read. She's trying to fucking, she's trying to cancel me, guys. I don't know what she's doing. <laughs> That's the second time this week, you know. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I mean, you do like dash cam. Yeah, I know. Apparently, guys, by the way, if you like dash cam, you're a fucking uh, skinhead and uh, what else? Anti-vaxxer, apparently. Two things that I'm not too fond of, I guess. (laughs) Anyway, so we're going to kick it off with May the Devil Take You from 2018, which Christina did the work on. Yes, I did. Did you, though? Yes. Okay. And it's about a young woman visits her father's old villa in search of answers about his mysterious illness, where she uncovers a horrifying truth from the past. Okay. Okay. Uh, written and directed. By Timo Tijanto. Yep. He uh, he also did uh, the segment, the subject from VHS2. We already said that. He did the killers. He did killers 2014. The Night Comes for Us from 2018. Uh, portals from 2019 also he did the he's got a couple of movies that are coming out like i mentioned we got uh may the devil take you chapter three and the last train to new york which is in pre-production and this other movie called the blind ghost of the cave of oh wait no the blind of the ghost cave angel eyes that he's working on too so i I don't know what's going on but uh there's another movie called the big four so he's got a lot of stuff he's working on he's really popular right now All right, we have uh, Chelsea Islin, who plays Alfie. Uh, she was in Street Society from 2014, Headshot from 2016, and she is in the TV series Tira, from, and it's a TV series in Indonesia. Obviously, yeah. Yeah, we have Pivita Pierce, who plays Maya. Uh, she was in Dilemma from 2011, Buffalo Boys 2018, The, uh, the Guys from 2017. We have Ray... Sahitipi. Sahitipi. Sahitipi, who plays Les Mana. He was actually in Captain America Civil War from 2016. Mm-hmm. Runaway from 2014. The Raid Redemption from 2011. Right, part two of that crazy. I still need to watch those. I've never watched the Raid movies, and I, I hear they're amazing. I have no idea what you're talking about. They're like action-packed, like some of the best action movies you'll see. Oh, okay. And then we have Karina... Sawandi, who plays Laxmi, that was the sister, right? Mm-hmm. The little sister. Uh, she's actually been in a lot of movies. No, the little sister is Nara. Never mind. Okay, but she was in Return of the Devils, Return of the Devil's Child from 2019, and 13, The Haunted from 2018. Mm-hmm. I didn't see a budget on this, but I do know the box office was $2.9 million. Nice. That was the box office. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And what did you think? Oh, Alex? I I absolutely love this movie. I think this is one of the more fantastic Indonesian films. I think and Indonesia has a really just a breadth of like lore and horror and I, I don't know, talent for horror, period. Like I've noticed that they're just really good. I don't know what it is. But these the three out of the three Indonesian movies I've seen recently, like they are just popping off. And you know, Indonesia has a lot of history with some some horror anyway, you know. Mm-hmm. But this movie in particular, when I I'd never seen it, I remember it came out. I missed it one year, and then I decided to go back and watch it because Netflix had it. If I had watched it, which I missed it for that year, this would have been on the list. For 2018, you uh-huh. know what I mean? But I don't think we got it until it was like 2019. So it would have been on that year, I think. But uh, this is a movie that is taking a lot of beats from the Evil Dead franchise. Not exactly, but very creative wise. You know what I mean? Like the camera work is outstanding. The scares in this movie are outstanding. It is really 
extremely well paced in a lot of areas and they do a lot of really fucking unique type of scares you know you get a mix of everything there's the jump scares but they also have the stuff that's happening while you're there you know in the moment which are really good and the camera work that they do it really is Raimi-esque so it it, it kind of moves with it like the evil with it it's like a, a demonic type movie where this girl and her family, like basically her father is kind of, you know, he gets around a little bit as children with other women and like three different women, I think. Right. Isn't that what the story was? Yeah, but he had. Yeah, it's because he had a, you know, he needed to. Right. But anyway, so he is a very rich man and uh, not really good with family. And a lot of the family is kind of disjointed because they don't get along because there's not a lot of love in this family. But he is sick and they have to kind of figure out what to do with his estate. And when they go to the house to deal with it, they realize that there is some sort of evil that he has been partaking in. And this evil is fucking awesome. <laughs> some of the stuff they do in this is not only just practical but really good cgi and when i say like cgi like yeah there's tiny flaws in certain things but for the most part this shit is pretty flawless kind of stuff and it it really works with this particular movie uh, but it is also practical effects too so he's actually using a lot of practical effects there's some seriously fucked up gore in this movie a lot of really great scenes and a lot of really great suspense that I just absolutely love in this if you like demonic movies or you like supernatural movies in any regard whatsoever and even if you don't give this one a whirl because it's a little bit more physical than I think more uh, supernatural films are you know so it's not like a conjuring movie mm -hmm. but there is in like the sequel there is a couple moments that I feel like they borrowed from the conjuring a little bit mm -hmm. like the sequels of the conjuring oh yeah that's right you know what I that's mean when they're sitting the there nun. yeah a specific scene from the nun but, but think more evil dead than 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 like conjuring but a little bit more up to date and current there's a lot of like you know these demons spitting like crazy shit out biting people ripping people's bodies apart and just it's fucking great dude mm -hmm. like when I first saw this I was kind of blown away at some of the kills in this I was like holy shit this is kind of creepy so um the second time or I think this is the second or third time I've watched it now. I would say that this, it, you know, I've gotten used to it a little bit. It's not as shocking as I recall. Mm -hmm. uh, and I also feel like I missed out. Like there was like extra scenes in it that I that, that I didn't see in it this time. Like yeah. I, I misremembered something or I, I don't know what it is, but mm -hmm. I love it. I think it's great. I think it needs more attention. And most of the people I know who've seen it really, really, really like it. And it's one of those really kind of underrated underground films that really deserves the attention it's getting. I mean, the guy's got four films in pre-production right now. Mm -hmm. So you know it's good. You know what I mean? Like, he's popping off right now. He's doing some good shit. But uh, I would give this movie an easy eight, maybe even an 8.5. Wow. I will definitely rewatch this. I wish Netflix would fucking release this into a fucking like a Blu-ray disc at least. Because I'm, I'm sick of fucking Netflix and they're fucking hoarding of fucking movies. Alex, they're not a physical movie. I don't give a shit. They used to do it. They did it for fucking Stranger Things. Yeah. And but they, then when they produced like too many, they were like, well, this doesn't seem to work. Maybe it's because you make people don't buy TV shows as much. Did you ever think about that, Netflix? 
Alex. What? It's business. They're not making any money. I don't give a they're fuck. They're not making enough money, so well, they're then not going to do it. I'm going to get pissed off. I, I'm a physical media person. Then maybe you need to buy the rights, and then you can distribute it. Okay, now you're just being an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> I don't think Why do you get so mad about because it? Because they should be fucking doing both, okay? There's, it's well, money. they're not. They're not. Here's the way I look no, at but it. Nobody buys this shit anymore. And, like, have you been to a Walmart lately? I, There's not even a fucking... The bins I, and stuff, Christina, gone. you're not winning any favors gone. for me or any of oh, us. Oh, I know. I know. I like to collect. I, I like to collect. I like to go look. Okay. But. Anyway, I would like to get a disc, please, Netflix. <laughs> Don't listen to her. She's trying to fucking side with a fucking mega concorpor- no, conglomeration. Like, fuck you guys. Put out a fucking disc, you lazy fuck. Come the fuck down. I don't care if they get me on their screener list in the future. I want fucking discs or I'm going to start pirating your shit and selling it myself. Okay. You should just do that. I'm sure they wouldn't care. <laughs> just do it. Anyway. So, Christina, what did you think? Oh, of this yeah. Thanks, Alex. Yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. Um, I liked the story. You know, it was it was good. The story was good. Okay. It kept, it kept going. I liked the pacing. I liked the pacing because it kept going and going and going and going, which I liked. It, there was no like lag, which I really like, you know. Uh-huh. I liked the rift between the siblings, the half siblings and stuff and the, that tension. I like that tension, you know. Yeah, because they kind of make it, they do kind of do a good job of you not liking them, but also liking them. Yeah, exactly. And you like trying to figure out like, oh, is he just overreacting? Is this person just overreacting? Is Alfie then, overreacting? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Then bam, they're, they're like possessed. You know, it's so funny. Anyway, I'm not spoiling anything. No. Um, it's funny you mentioned the CGI because I thought this CGI mm-hmm. was obvious and cheesy, and I, I I honestly think it it didn't do any good for the movie. But you, I mean, the practical effects was good, but it was kind of like the standard kind of like scary you mentioned evil dead that's prominent you know it was influenced by that there's scenes that are specifically made and catered to look like evil dead oh yeah exactly like he's not shying away from it he said it oh okay yeah Yeah. see so but you know overall i did enjoy it i'd probably watch it again i would probably buy the disc if it was available yeah are you sure you know you want to jerk off netflix for a fucking hour i i did think it was a little long though i gave it a six out of ten Six out of ten. To be honest, that's CGI. It didn't. I didn't. Dude, I don't know what the fuck you're talking the about. CGI and I feel like it. I need to make her watch movies at eight a.m. in the morning, oh my God. or she's just gonna hate everything. Like literally, <laughs> anytime we watch a movie at six o'clock, it's too late. I gotta go to bed, and then she just ends up hating it. Like literally. Like I feel like you don't. That's not why. Any movies you watch after six Alex, p.m. you don't like. That's not why. How do I you just, not like I this movie? I just explained to you why. You're a, you have bad taste. I didn't like the CGI. <laughs> God. Why are you so intense about everything lately? I don't know. You're I'm driving t- me nuts. You're driving man. me nuts. Fucking six out of ten. It was okay. Bad CGI. It was good. It was okay. I think it's perfectly fine for an independent film. Uh, you, you're looking at a budget that is literally smaller than than most people have for fucking any kind. But of... I'm not looking at a budget. Right. I'm looking at the movie. I'm looking at the budget to say what they do good with CGI because they don't have a budget for it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I understand. It's not what like you're when saying, you're watching a mainstream movie and you're like, oh, well, they got like $20, 50000000000 billion, you know what I mean? Oh, to make a fucking movie. It's like, yeah, of course their CGI is going to be better. But these are independent films, you know what I mean? So, like, I got to give them props for their fucking CGI. Okay, you did. Thank right. you very much. Yeah, and I'm right, you're wrong. It's okay. 
I understand. That's why we're here, right? That's, that's <laughs> the the whole point of this show is, you know, you're right and I'm wrong all the time. So I guess this movie gets a 7 out of 10 from both of us since Christina doesn't have any good taste and uh, I'm right and she's wrong. Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Sorry. So I guess the next movie is going to be a 2. How'd you know? She's going to hate it or something. I don't know because it's a sequel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, um, I do have no trivia on this. Um, and, and even if I, if there were, it's going to be a little harder to find because this isn't exactly like a super popular thing. And I really did kind of look for a little bit about it, but I didn't really see too, too much about it. But I know that, you know, the director is a big fan of the original Evil Dead. And this is, you know, this is like a love letter. So if you are a fan of it, check it out. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, we're going to get into our spoiler section now. So if you don't want anything spoiled, of course, you can go down to the timestamps down below. Check out our spoiler-free review of the the sequel to this movie. And, uh, yeah, then come back and check out the spoiler section if you've seen it. Okay? So if you don't want anything spoiled, here's your warning. All right, Christina, did you have a, I, a single a, a scene in the movie that you liked? I or? loved the opening sequence. Oh, okay. When th- there's a guy standing at the door and this lady shows up. This lady just shows up. They go downstairs. She, yeah, she, uh, he hands her money and hair. Oh, yeah. The whole the whole it's like great. process of it is like. The whole interaction between the two and then like you don't know what's going on. And then all of a sudden she's burning money and then he's like pissed off and he's like, this, this is bullshit. I don't know why I'm doing this. Blah, blah, blah. Were you, did you watch the black magic movies with me or was, was that Brittany? That was me. It was you. Yeah. Remember how like careful they were about the like process of like doing the spells and stuff? Yeah. This opening sequence was like that. Yeah. I mean, it's not as much, but it is. Yeah. It's just a little blip like like trying to lead you to something well some of the older movies they really get into the whole like spell process mm-hmm. like uh what was the movie that i always love the 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 boxer's omen that mm-hmm. does like literal spells mm-hmm. like they put like bats and shit and crush them up and stuff oh it's God, like wild it's horrible yeah but i mean you know i don't know it's an older movie but which they have a whole box set for that movie coming out which mm-hmm. really upsets me that arrow put out this whole box set of action films and then shoved one tiny little horror movie in there from the shaw brothers uh you know what i mean like to mm-hmm. to to make this and i'm like what like i'm not gonna buy a 150 dollar box set just to get the one, one movie. movie yeah like I've been waiting forever that for Boxer's pl- Omen. That, that was their plan all along. Everybody's upset about that. And, I, I, you know, I almost spent the money, remember? Yep. We almost did. Yep. Because I want it so bad. I know. We'll get over it. Anyway. But, the yeah, the the, the, the spell process with the lady, she's really creepy. Mm-hmm. She's got one um, sort of, like, off eye. So it's, like, kind of, like... I couldn't tell which one. Yeah, she has one one eye that is like I felt like one was real, one was not, Mm -hmm. because it's looking the opposite way when (laughs) when she's looking at the guy when she walks in the threshold. But it's perfect. She's wonderful. Mm -hmm. Her performance is really eerie, and her expressions and everything are just great. Mm -hmm. Especially even when she becomes a demon. But even before then too, like there's just something really like very creepy about her. Mm -hmm. And some of the like stuff that they do in the movie. Where she's like floating with the fucking yeah. goat head and shit like that. Great. Super awesome, dude. Like super great. I love that. That's the right. kind of shit that I want to see. It's like very different. Right. Um, you know, obviously the floating thing Sam Raimi did in Evil Dead, so obviously we're seeing some of that here mm-hmm. uh, as an homage 
uh, type thing to Evil Dead, which I'm fine with. Again, how many movies have we watched this month that are owed to, we've said Evil Dead. Exactly, a lot. Like, not only did we watch Evil Dead, (laughs) the remake, but we also saw some of it in Phantasm a little bit. Uh, but it wasn't mm-hmm. even out yet, technically. So, oh no, part two was right. Yeah. Part two, like they put some elements of like Evil Dead in part two. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, but anyway, so like she burns the money and then she swallows his hair and then all of a sudden he he claims himself to this demon and then he's rich for like a long time. Right. And man, I wish that shit worked. Cause sign me up, you know. I'll no, give no. you the souls to my children. I'm sorry, <laughs> but like that's not worth it to me. Like you know what I mean. <laughs> Like, if you know the shit's real and money starts appearing, then you know you done fucked up. Let's go. <laughs> he had nothing up? but misfortune Let's in go. his entire life. Like, no, he had the misfortune because he he wouldn't give up the souls of his children. Oh, no. He also had the misfortune because... Didn't he lose all of his wives? No, he just lost the one. She committed she committed suicide well, in the air quotes. And we also find out, and this is heavy spoiler shit right here, guys. So if you're listening, you might want to earmuffs. But we find out that he kills the fucking the voodoo priest like yeah. lady or the like. Yes, yeah, he he gets an ego and then ends up uh, like because later he keeps on coming back for her to re up some money or whatever. Yeah, and but he won't give her souls, so she won't fix the unsuccessful stuff. Oh. So so he gets pissed off and all ego, do you know, out, and then ends up killing her and burying her. In the basement of the summer, dude, he gets like all these like crazy fucking like like red popping sores all over his face and body. Starts coughing up black Mm -hmm. liquid and shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because then once, uh, okay, so when the first spell got down, you know, he had a wife and one child, right? One daughter, which is Alfie. Okay, then all of a sudden, mysteriously, the first wife killed herself because see that was a soul that they needed. To right. give, so he gave her the wife, and then he remarried an actress. Well, and they had, don't like, explain this. They do this in the, the news clippings. Yeah, in which the I made her watch because I was like, "Look, this is like really important." Right, and it was because then he re- he married an actress, and then had three more children, and then all of a sudden the youngest daughter is like what eighteen or nineteen, and then that's where they go into the he's sick. They don't know why he, the father is sick, and then there's tension between the half sibling and them and the 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 stepmom right because her and her half sibling getting alfie get along with the other girl a little bit Mm -hmm. and then the other two are a boy and a girl who fall into the marriage because he ends up marrying a actress an actress like a a a retired actress who's Mm -hmm. like really pretty Mm -hmm. she's super superficial and like hoity-toity kind of and then, like, he gets sick, and then they go to visit him in the hospital. And, man, he's he's really fucked up. Yeah, yeah, that's when you were saying his boils on his fucking face. and Right, and there was a scene in that in there where an Alfie goes in to visit, and she's kind of treating everybody like, you know, like they're not even family uh, because they haven't treated her really well. Right. You know what I mean? And, and he's just kind of moved through family, so she doesn't really think much of them. But there's a scene where she's in there alone. She, doesn't she, like, fall asleep next to her dad and then... Yeah, and then uh, starts hallucinating and sees the the demon the, witch. The witch, yeah. Yeah, and comes into the room. And she does this thing with the curtain, which is like uh, the curtain. It's a separator that they used to use back in the old days where it's like a like a metal like frame with a curtain on it. Mm-hmm. 
and like she moves it forward and it totally reminded us of the nun the nun when she's holding the oh, painting it wasn't the nun it was the nun in the conjuring too yeah that's what i'm that, saying yeah, that's, that's what i'm saying With, when she's the, holding the painting yeah exactly but in that it, room. we looked it up and this came out before it Right. So there's no way that... By like six months. So it was, yeah. it was kind of weird. It's just, you know... you know, Coincidence. School of thought. Same people come from the same school of thought. They right, come, exactly. They think of ideas that are creepy. And I thought it was a creepy little moment there. Both movies have really creepy moments, right? Like yeah, that. exactly. It's even in the light, too, but not the scariest thing I've ever seen, but just still cool, you know? Right. They go to this old house, though, and it's really fucking, like, condemned. It's like he bought this house with some of his riches, and I think it was the house that she no. grew up in. No, no, no. It was a summer villa. It was a summer home. Oh, is that what it was? And that's where he met the witch in right. the beginning. Yeah, because they do it in the basement. I understand yeah. that okay. stuff. Well, I just you... don't remember where the house is. I know where, I know what yeah. the house is. Yeah, that's the house. Obviously, it's in the house where they wouldn't have things go bad in the house. Why right. would I not know that? Well, oh, because you said you didn't know if he bought it when he was successful, but he wasn't ex- successful until he did the spell with the witch. Right, but I mean, like he lived elsewhere in the movie. Yeah, yeah, cause, yeah. yeah. And this was a summer home, so that's summer home's in Alfie's name. So Alfie goes there by that's herself right. without them knowing. She's the the eldest child. Yeah, and that that home was in her name, so she went there. To, I don't I don't understand why she went there. I guess for paperwork or something. I think she went there because of old memories, um, and then the um, the wife wanted to go there to see what they could sell off because they didn't have any money, mm-hmm. and they needed to pay off the hospital bills, and mm-hmm. she didn't want to be stuck with them. So right. they were like trying to figure out what they could salvage from the house, and she's like, there's nothing here. Mm-hmm. And Alfie was really pissed off about it because she's kind of like, this mm-hmm. was their happy place when she was a little kid. Right. And then the basement door is... Of course, it's like locked up with Nailed. padlocks, and then it has sigils and wards all over the door, right? To keep the evil in, right? And to protect, to you know, it's protection spells. Yeah, this is a do not fuck with this door. I think you think God put that there for a reason, right? So what did they do? <laughs> what did they do? Well, the boy opens it up because they want to try to find stuff to sell, right? Mm-hmm. So when they do, the camera comes zooming up like mm-hmm. Evil Dead style, exactly. right up the steps, and then an, attacks the mom. Mm-hmm. And then she falls over and is like possessed, crazy possessed. And Alfie, without hesitation, by the way, takes a hammer sharp side first <laughs> and fucking bangs her in the head with it. And I was like, God damn, dude. No hesitation. She's like, I hate this bitch. <laughs> and the kids are like, what the fuck? You know, like, honestly, like, like, could you just do that right off the bat? Like right off the get like that? Wouldn't you not want to kill your family member? I mean, I know it's not her family, but... Well, if she saw something, like, she was going to kill her. They addressed that in the second movie, too, by the yeah, way. Did you notice that? Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll talk about that later, but but it's like it's almost like someone said, why would you do that so quick? And then he addresses it in the sequel because mm-hmm. he wrote it that way. But, yeah, Alfie's kind of a badass in this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's... Uh, she really is a pillar of strength in this whole fucking, you know, fucked up movie. I'd say that one of my favorite things in this movie is probably the boy's death. Oh, yeah. Where he gets his head pulled off. That's right. Oh, my God, like, dude. Yeah, that was a cool effect. Holy shit, dude. I've never seen anything like it that. Was like... And it, it goes popping up in the air over her shoulder, so the camera's facing her. Mm-hmm. 
or facing the back of her and then the head goes up mm-hmm. as his neck is stretching out they use a little cgi there but i thought it was really good i thought that was a really good scene mm-hmm. i remember there being like some sort of creature upstairs that was kind of like lurking around and kind of slinking around like a ghost with big eyes almost kind of like the death note guy makes sense when i first saw it mm-hmm. and so when i watched it again this time I was kind of like, huh, is that that in there? Is there some big-eyed creature? Nope. And I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm getting mixed up with something else or whatever, but... Maybe you are. Yeah, but that death man, holy shit. Mm-hmm. His head coming off. I mean, that's, you know, that's a dunzo. He ain't coming back from that. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know. My thought is, is that if you're possessed, you can be unpossessed, right? In these movies, they seem to just kill people off. Yeah, they don't care. It's like, if you're possessed, you're gone. You're dead. Yeah, like, it's like nobody gives a shit about you once you've turned. <laughs> what is... I Okay, so I did think the scenes with the voodoo, so there was like, everyone had a voodoo doll. And then yeah, the, they might call them something else. But. Yeah, this and the other sister ends up getting possessed. Right. There's one of the girls, Maya, gets possessed, and she mm-hmm. starts wearing like a necklace of these voodoo doll type things around her neck. Yeah. Well, it's all the kids have a voodoo doll. Right. She uses. She stole their hair. Yeah. So so she's using. She's all of a sudden using them to. I thought it was stupid. I didn't like it. And right. It was too well, isn't long. she that supposed? Too long. That's the hair she's supposed to get from all the kids. Yeah. So that's yeah, how she has the hair. Yeah. So she, so the witch when she the witch was alive could control them, and then eventually, you know, when they were around, she would could take their souls. Ah. Okay. That's why. But I didn't like that. I thought it was stupid. And that's how the head got pulled off the brother is because she pulled the head off the voodoo doll, mm. and the the head departed from. The body. Right. There's a couple of really cool kills in the movie. I mean, the the demon effects in this I really liked a lot. There was like a scene where like Maya kills, um, or well, there's a demon. I don't know which one it is that's trying to pull uh, Nara under the bed, which is kind of frightening. Like mm-hmm. you know, especially for a kid, because that's like something you think about when you're a little kid is like what's under the bed, and like mm-hmm. she just gets yanked under there, and then they like the brother slides the bed out, and then it it it's almost like the the entity doesn't have the power to like go out from underneath the bed, so it stops. Mm-hmm. I thought that was like just a nice little touch, um, a separation of uh, powers, I guess. You know what I mean? Like almost like a rule set mm-hmm. in some ways, but they never really address it in in anywhere else in the movie and or the sequel. In fact, the sequel just goes bananas. So yeah, yeah. There's a lot of hair eating in this movie, isn't mm-hmm. there? Yeah, because even uh, when Maya goes to dig up the witch in the basement, and then she starts, oh, that was gross. She started stabbing the stomach, and then pulls out the hair from her stomach. I don't know how you would find it, you know. Yeah, that's what I I was thinking. <laughs> like, uh, it's like a it's just like a fucking mock of fucking mess. Like, but you don't even find out that that the witch was even killed down there until she has some sort of like supernatural flashback because of her dad. Yeah, exactly. Like, I guess he causes her to remember when she's in the basement and then starts digging a hole all of a sudden, Mm -hmm. which kind of reminded me of the movie, the other Sam Raimi movie that he did, the one with the the witch. Oh, Drag Me to Hell? Yeah. I like that movie. Remember? Because she had a coin? Yeah. Or something? That was a very witchy spell. Right. Aura so maybe he it. maybe he pulled that a little bit from there, too. Like, yeah, yeah, I could have. Because that's afterwards, mm-hmm. you know. God, that was such a good movie. You love that movie. I, I mean, do. I don't love it as much as you do. I but really like that movie. It's just a gross out movie. And this is kind of a gross out movie, too. Yeah. There's a lot of really 
nasty stuff that happens in this movie. There's like a scene also where the witch pulls the mom when she's like when they go to the basement and everyone's you hear like scratching her nails. Mm-hmm. Like she when she was when she gets taken into the basement, you see her scratch her nails on the wood. And I was like, oh, God, no. Like <laughs> you don't like um, nail stuff like nope. when people get their fingernails ripped off and stuff. Nope. I forgot to mention that, though. A lot of the demons have like either black or like these red, like when they're super possessed, it's red. But when they're just kind of possessed, they're black. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Do you notice that? Mm-hmm. It's like a mood ring. <laughs> I don't know about that, but yeah, the red is really unsettling. Uh, hold on. I'm looking to see. If she... Yeah, there was like a kind of a scene where she like tricks Maya because Maya is the one that gets possessed by the spirit of the witch. Because the witch can't really fully form unless she's, like, using one of the bodies. So Maya happens to be the one that goes through the most hell in this movie. She even, like, kills the brother's um, girlfriend outside with a hammer, which was a really cool scene. Mm -hmm. Like, that was, like, the beacon of hope. And he keeps talking about her like she's still coming, but she's already dead. Mm -hmm. And Maya starts getting really weird. She tricks her and uh, gets close and grabs the voodoo dolls and then chucks it in the fire and then... She catches fire right before she digs up the, the mm-hmm. witch. That's how she dealt with oh, her. Oh, yeah, that's right. And then the witch appears behind her and pulls her into the earth, which was a really cool scene, mm-hmm. which reminded me again of Drags Me to Hell. Right. Um, Where she's like tied down by hair and she cuts herself free and gets pulled out by the little girl who at first looks like her mom. Mm-hmm. It's like a like they do a really good editing job there that I thought was really cool. And they walk off together. That's the end of the movie. But it, it's there's so much that happens in this movie, uh, suspense wise. I think. Yeah, lots of lots of tension and. There's a lot of stuff that does happen, but the sequels where it really goes kind of like balls off to the, the fucking wires. Yeah, there's a there's a lot that happens in the sequel, so we'll get into that now. But okay. If you want to watch this, by the way, guys, again, it's on Netflix. So if you want to rewatch it, or if you listen to the end of this here, so. But we do have another movie, of course, is the sequel called May the Devil Take You 2, T-O-O, from 2020, two years later. Two years after escaping the demonic terror, the young woman is still haunted. Alfie and her little sister, Nara, are haunted by unnatural visions. The danger that awaits her and her friends are increasingly threatening, and the figure of darkness rises to take their lives once again. Ooh. Obviously, by Timo Tajanto, uh, who we already talked about. Some of the cast returns, obviously. We got Chelsea Islan, who plays Alfie, and uh, Hadija Shahab, who plays Nara. And we get some newer ones here that are, are kind of the main ones, I would say. We got Wadika Sidmore, who plays Gadis. Gadis. She was in a movie called Death Knot, Whipped, and more. We also have Bhaskara Mahindra, who plays Booty who is in Puisi Sinta Yang Menbuna, which means love poems that kill, which okay. shows a picture of a pencil with blood all over it. So he's he's not done with horror either. So obviously somebody saw what they liked in him in there for that. This one had a smaller box office total, although we don't know how much it was made on. I'm sure it was more than they had the first time around. Mm-hmm. But it only pulled in $2.6 million at the box office for this one, just is about $300,000 less than the last one. Mm-hmm. So might Makes be sense. why we haven't seen a production for the third one just yet, although it has been two years since this one came out, mm-hmm. and we're in pre-production for the third one. Right. Um, but Christina, what did you think of this one? Oh, oh 
Oh, this, um, I didn't like where they were going with the story. It was just, they were trying to like merge the girls in with, you know, another storyline. I didn't like that. It is a little confusing. It's really confusing because they kind of make you think something else. And then you're like confused. And then all of a sudden there's like too many characters in this. Okay. There's too many characters, which is probably because they they want to kill people off. But right. it just takes away from it. Unlike the first one where it was just like, you know, it was kind of like a lot of action and chasing, you know. And here it was just, I don't know. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. Okay. Um, and it was confusing. It got confusing in the beginning until, you know. They started really explaining things. I don't like that. I don't like that, okay? Okay. <laughs> oh, and any positive and things also, you want to say? Wait, hold okay. on. Just one more thing and then I'll I'll get to my positives. Um so the 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 little girl, the smallest um, Nora. Yeah, Nora. I don't know if it's a cultural thing, but she kept calling everybody big sis. No, yeah. It's and just that a... confused me because I was thinking they were related. So maybe it's a little bit my fault because of my yeah, confusion. It's just a thing they say. Yeah. But, you know, just so you know, I did write it down because it did. It confused me. Because just like I was little thinking... kids call people that aren't really related to them aunts and uncles. You know what I mean? Yeah, like when you have they? a lot of times, like in my family, okay. we had close friends that we would call aunt uncle oh, okay. because it was kind of like a, hey, these guys are really big parts of our family, so to speak, extended family. Okay, I didn't have so, that. So when a when a little girl is calling somebody a sister, big sis, it's just it's yeah, like, but she just like met him and she yeah, so, right. Well, her whole so family's like, dead. Second, so I mean, you know, like what are you guys like? And then I was so you're gonna like, deny a little girl her family that she doesn't have anymore? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Continue it's, on. it's a witch's fault, okay? There were re- there were some really cool shots in this movie. There were some really creepy scenes and how they filmed it. It was really cool. Now, again, the CGI kind of took that away from some of them, but that's okay. I'm not going to dwell on that. I did think it was filmed really well, and there it was creepy. But other than that, the story just absolutely killed it for me. Four out of ten. Four out of ten. Four out of ten. Jesus, dude. What about you, Alex? Well, this this is a sequel that is like amped up to 11, okay? Like it is it, like I don't know, there's a lot going on in this movie. It follows directly after the two survivors 2 years later. You can tell that Nara and Alfie have been like living in fear because I mean, who wouldn't after the events of the first movie? Mm-hmm. Um, one of the pitfalls of say with this movie is that there's just it doesn't stay long enough in some of the suspense and some of the kills and things like that. It's a little ham fisted when it comes to some of the scares, uh-huh. whereas the first one takes its time to kind of really embed itself into your psyche and sort of get you into the feels a little bit more. This one just kind of throws everything at you in the kitchen sink, which is fine because it's still enjoyable in some regard, but it does kind of pull away not to say that there isn't some scary stuff in here it's just like if you've ever played the game outlast the first one is the scarier one and Mm -hmm. the second one is just so scary it's in your face all the time it's like you need a mental break Mm -hmm. and it and and that that kind of takes you out of the out of the experience you know what i mean right because it's just constant you know what i mean like it's coming at you so hopefully he does something in between these two i think for the third one but uh, I still enjoyed this one quite a bit, actually. There is, like you said, a lot of really great camera work, a lot more demons that are going on because we're dealing with a much larger cast. There is two very separate stories going on of two completely different evils. 
uh, one with the Alfie storyline and one with these new characters that you get to meet in an orphanage, which I will say that the orphanage angle does seem to borrow from the Queen of Black Magic in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. There is like, it feels like there's like a really fucked up story that's going on from this orphanage that they kind of did in the Queen of Black Magic as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it was necessarily borrowed from it necessarily. You know what I mean? Right. Maybe the Queen of Black Magic borrowed from it, you know, but we didn't get to see this movie until like, I think it was 2021 last, like a year. Right. You know, like a year ago. So, but in America anyway. So when Shutter picked it up or whatever. I do like a lot of uh, the camera work, like I said, but the scares and stuff are a little, little too much. It's just a little more in your face kind of crazy stuff going on mm-hmm. um there's there is a lot of fun to have here like the story gets kind of wild and crazy and alfie kind of turns into more of what we would like to call the ash williams of the franchise you know what i mean she they take it in some new directions that is a little bit more open with the lore and sort of like the demolo- demonology so you get to know a lot more about what's going on underworld style, which is kind of interesting in, in, in a way because, you know, like that's the part that I do like about this movie because, I mean, where do you go if you're not going to be doing the suspense thing? At least give us some lore. I did get a little lost with some of the story, but they you figure it out by the end. It's not that difficult. It's not like some Japanese movies that we've seen where it gets a little too full of itself. Like, it, this one gets full of itself, but not as much as, like, I, we've seen in, like, what was the movie that we watched, um, the, the the series that we watched that was, like, about the phone calls and stuff like that? One Missed Call. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, they, uh, they got really wild with those stories. They get way out of control. But this one, you know, tones it down a little bit. I'm hoping that they don't go too wild in the third one, but I think we're going to... We're going to see some crazy shit in the third one. I think it's going to go, like, way more demolo- demonology style. And, uh, you know, it seems like an evolutionary step in that way anyway, so I kind of understand why they're doing it. But I just didn't think it was going to move that fast between sequels, you know? Mm-hmm. But I still like a lot of the stuff that happens in this movie. There's some really cool deaths. There's some really cool, like, uh, humor. There's a lot more humor in this one than there was the first one. Like, you can definitely see, like, even one of the demons, like, flicks somebody off in the movie. Yeah, that was funny. And it was, like, in a really weird spot. And it's just very Sam Raimi-esque in that regard. Mm -hmm. It's like a a little nod. I think it was a nod to Evil Dead 2, by the way, Mm -hmm. when the hand goes in the wall. Oh, that's right. It flicks him off, you know what I mean? So that's probably his nod. It's not direct, you know? It's not like a hand is going loose in the movie or anything like that. So no spoilers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. This one's a, definitely a natural progression in some regards while being a little too much, a little ham-fisted in some of the attempts. It does throw a lot at you. So that may be good for some people and they may not mind that at all. But if you're a big fan of the first one, it might be a little too much for you. Um, but I'd still say that overall, I still think these are fairly close to one another. Um, I would say this one's probably like a seven out of 10, um, compared to the other one, which is definitely much higher. Um, it definitely made a bigger impact on me, but you know, we'll see what the third one produces and, uh, yeah, I'm curious to see it. Mm -hmm. So I, I like this franchise. I don't think it's the best franchise I've ever seen. It's not like record or anything like that, or, you know, any of these other franchises. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is definitely something that you should check out. So. Okay. But we do have a little bit <laughs> of uh, spoilers to talk about in this movie, like some scenes that we'll go over. We don't really have any trivia on this one either, uh, unfortunately. I wish that we did. You know, it'd be nice to have some, like, a collection or hopefully somebody. Oh, you don't want to make something up and tell me? <laughs> what are you talking about? You don't want to, like, you know, make up some trivia Yeah. To tell oh, yeah. me? yeah. No. <laughs> I wasn't thinking that. Did far. anybody die? Did anybody die no, on set? No, Christina. Did they have to to hire a witch to like, <laughs> you know, make sure they were doing all the demon shit correctly? Well, this one I took a lot more notes of because there was just so much stuff going on. It was just like, it was a lot. So Yeah, there was a lot. But if you don't want anything spoiled, here's your warning. So is there anything up front that you saw that you liked in the very beginning? In the beginning, yes. So something's happening there's these two girls i guess two new girls by the way two new girls i guess they're sisters and something's going on with them and they have the three scratches on i think it's her back just like alfie had the three scratches on her arm in the first movie right it's like they're marked and then the the sister's like i'll stay with you tonight and then you wake up and that sister who said that is is pinned up to the wall to the ceiling yeah pinned up to the ceiling bleeding yeah, she's like melted. Like she looks like she's been fucking burned to death yeah. or something. Like she's she was a, sacrificed. See, her soul was sacrificed to that demon because she was freshly squoze. Yes, it, the demon needs souls. You need to feed the souls so I can get my money. Freshly squozing souls. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, but she like freaks out. She walks out and she sees blood on the floor and she's like, "Oh my god!" And then screams. And then it cuts to Alfie and Nara. Who yeah. are living in her apartment, scared out of their minds, mm-hmm. still just like, you can see that they got the fear. Oh, well, yeah. And of course, uh, what Alfie like wakes up or comes home and there's people with masks on in her apartment. That freaked me the fuck out. Oh, too. that does happen later. But before oh. that, there is a scene that I wanted to bring up before you jump to that. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when she was laying in bed? Because she tucks Nara in because they don't get much sleep. And you, they're trying to, like, really push on that button a little bit. Right. And she's, like, turns off the light next to her stand, and then the witch is behind her. Oh, yeah. And yeah, every time they, she turns it on and off, it was kind of cool. Yeah. They always have these little little touches of I thought that, the, you creepy, know, the creepies. I thought the they did a good job. I mean, that's CGI right there. They cut that in. Yeah. Not, not her. Right, the witch. But they did, like, yeah. the they, they cut around her body so that it would look like, right. you know. Silhouette. Yeah. yeah. So I thought that was, I, I like that. But she wakes up, yes, and there's four people like breaking into her house and she starts fucking them up. <laughs> right. Which it seems really odd. Like, this is the she thing. Maced, I, she maced the guy. Right. So, like, the story is, is it this four, the group, well, there's technically like six, right? Yeah, there's like six kids, kids young adults, who belong to an orphanage of a guy named Ayub. Right. Who was raping all of them. Right. He rapes all these kids, and one of the kids, you know, obviously doesn't mind it, I guess, which is kind of gross. Right. She gets, like, Stockholm Syndrome is what they say later on in the movie. Mm-hmm. But they are, behind the scenes, they have come together to get this one girl, and somehow they find out about uh, Alfie and Nara because nobody believed them, and so they kind of made fun of them, I guess. Right, because of the demon shit. You know, right. They almost like blame them for killing all the people in the movie 
in the first, in the first movie. movie. So they like kind of live as like pariahs, Alfie and Nara, and they realize that that she knows more about the supernatural, and so they get the bright idea to put on masks and fucking try to kidnap her. They kidnap, kidnap her? them, both of them. They kidnap both of them because they don't know what else to do because they're going through the exact same situation that they did. Right. There's some sort of sacrificial thing that they need to, you know, like. Which they've figured out way more than Alfie ever did because they're like writing books and doing spells. Yeah, and there's shit. like a Necronomicon book in the, yeah, uh, that in they have. One. They call it the Black Bible in the movie. Yeah. Stupid. Which which is a little weird. And one of the girls with the glasses, apparently, because, you know, glasses make you smarter. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> she she somehow knows how to read like the ancient texts that nobody else can read, mm-hmm. but not 100 percent. And apparently Alfie knows how to read that language more than her or something. It doesn't make sense either. Yeah, because well, because she, she was, you know, she's already gone through it. So she already knows everything. Right. That's why. Yeah, it, seems, it feels like like we missed a movie in between. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you, you we kind of rushed it. Yeah, it kind of feels a little sloppy, mm-hmm. a little too sloppy. Like with it when it comes to the uh, story writing, but the, a lot of the the stuff that happens in the movie is pleasing. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of stuff that happens. So I think that's why I still like it, even mm-hmm. though it's on the sloppy all over end. the fucking place. Yeah, like it probably could be like a six point five just because of the story being so sloppy. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, there's a lot to be had in the movie. So I guess. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but one of my favorite parts is when uh, they kind of flash back when they were like kid kids, when they were like children in the orphanage and they were all living together and all the kids like band together and they pretty much like throw the father down into the cellar. Right. And they're looking down on him and then they dump gasoline on him and they set him on fire. Right. So then there's these little kids standing over the cellar watching their yeah. their their foster dad or whatever like eating s'mores and shit yeah <laughs> so i guess i guess the father didn't come back as a demon until like later on when they were older which see i don't understand that um i from what i'm gathering is that once your soul is damned you become a demon yeah but why did it why did he wait so long to come back to get their souls well, he didn't wait. It wasn't him that brought himself back. It was the Gadis chick. Oh, because she died. That's right. Because Gadis, the witch. No, Gadis is one of the daughters. Oh, that's right. From she the su- orphanage. See, this is why I get confused. So she summoned as an adult. She, from the, the get, she's back. the one that has the Black Bible and tries to. She sacrifices her friend. On the ceiling. You Her, don't find this out until the sister, end of the movie. Yeah, the but sister. she's she's the one that's the puppet master for this whole fucking thing. And so she's the one that becomes possessed by Ayub, mm-hmm. his damned soul. Stupid. And I don't know why he's so powerful, because like I would think that a witch is more powerful than Ayub. Mm-hmm. But because he was so evil about raping kids, I guess, that makes him more... Oh, more powerful? I guess. The more like... Yeah. I would think that a, a black magic uh, witch would be way more stronger than a fucking yeah. a child rapist. You know what I mean? His you child ra- Yeah, his child rapist magic is really good, you know? Oh, my God. <laughs> fucking gross. <laughs> like, does he use a bed as a, as a wand? Like, I don't really understand how that works. Like, <laughs> chains in a bed. Like, you would think that that would be, that would have been cool, right? If they used stuff like no. that. No. No, they should just keep like a the, all razor, the child like... stuff out of it. <laughs> you know? A little too on the nose. All right, fair enough. 
Yeah, I didn't want to see any flashbacks like that. Yeah, I mean, well, they didn't really do anything like that. They no. just kind of like... There was it. a room upstairs in the attic where he slept and the kids would go up there. And that was a scary place in the house, too, because that's where Ayub lived, the demon spirit, when they let him out of the basement. Because they do a ritual in the basement that was really kind of fucking cool, which I don't even understand. This this is the other thing that's a little loosey-goosey with the story, is that Alfie is, like, kidnapped, okay? And then she just goes along with helping it. But I guess in some fucked up way, it kind of makes sense because like she saw it in the house. She's so used to dealing with evil that she needs to face it now. Yeah. And nobody, you know, believed them. So she had to believe them. Right. So but the thing that's fucked up is they drag Nara into this whole situation, which she's a little girl. She's a little kid, dude. Like, what the fuck? I know. Like, Jesus Christ. Talk about scarring a child for the rest of her life. It's she's just, totally going to be goth as she grows up. That's you for know, sure. It's, she's going to be a witch. Now she's <laughs> she's going to be like, you know, getting people's souls for money and shit now because she knows how to work it now. Yeah, oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Sounds like a hooker. What are you doing? <laughs> getting a little too Ayubi in it. Oh, whatever. <laughs> uh, his, his child rape magic. <laughs> um, ugh. Yeah, I just I'm saying like it doesn't. That's what I mean. Some of this doesn't make sense, but I mean, I don't really understand the lore. But you know, there's a there's a demon in this movie called Moloch that I didn't really understand either, and he's like the actual oh, an I, actual head demon. Yeah, that's the actual demon that in the first movie who he pledged his allegiance to. His Mo- yeah, I remember that. Yeah, so, I remember that. So yeah. it it was kind of cool that they showed him at the end because he is the actual demon that is causing all of this right and there's a reason why it ends well because like i don't want to get there yet we'll talk about some of the other scenes and we'll get wrapped to that well maybe maybe we will just talk about it let's just talk about it so like at the end of the movie you know that he he has this whole conversation with her like when she kills herself because ayub tries to like possess her and comes out busts out of fucking Gadis's stomach he like literally takes the organs around his neck and throws them off and then jumps at her or he actually jumps at uh, Booty who B-U-D-I who is one of the boys mm-hmm. who's kind of like one of the guys that's been helping her out and is like kind of close to Alfie and Nara a little bit he's been the nicest one to them since the be- since the very beginning right but he like goes for him and she jumps in the way and gets infected by the Ayub uh, demon or damned soul, I guess. And uh, then she realizes that she's changing and she stabs herself in the heart, dies. Moloch's like, hey, what do you think? You can just take fate into your own hands like that. Like, what the fuck are you thinking? Mm-hmm. And it's like this big giant demon with like a deer head. And like it, it has like a weird like kind of like cloven legs like a like goat legs mm-hmm. and like it has four oh four fingers four fingers so a thumb and three fingers like a like a bird yeah it's really weird yeah and and she's did like a good job she's like what happened to ayub and he's like it's so his, his soul is in eternal damnation he holds up his hand and then he's like you don't get to choose what you do with your life i do because your soul is mine Mm-hmm. And then he touches her on the face, and then she goes back and comes back to life. Fucking doesn't make any goddamn well, sense. Well, I mean, obviously he wants her to do his bidding. So this is this is what my theory is for the third one. Oh, okay. She is going to now be the one that that they have to fight off, and Nara has to fight off. 
Oh no. Think about it. Yeah, that'd be cool. Unless, unless, like, unless that you know, Alfie's sort of like the Reaper, because like you know how like the ghost Ghost Rider is. Mm -hmm. You know, he's not a bad guy necessarily, but he does reap souls right for the devil right. So he's like this like nonpartisan kind of Reaper. You know what I mean? Like, and I feel like she's that way. So he Moloch is trying to get more damn souls. By her stirring up more shit. Oh, okay. And he's kind of, in a way, like the hereditary demon, which was... um, Pi... Paimon. Paimon. Who is kind of like orchestrating the shit behind the scenes Mm -hmm. for her to sort of be a reaper in a way. So maybe... That'd be cool. She will... I I have a feeling that Nara and her in the third one, there's going to be something that happens between the two of them that she's going to have to save her soul. Right. Somehow. But I don't know how she's going to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Because if her, if, if her soul is Moloch's because of what her dad did, is it really his or is it really hers? So, you know what I mean? Maybe he's, it's his. Maybe he's just lying to her. No, it's his. Because the father promised it, you know. But can he it. promise a soul that's not his? But it is his because of the father. But you know what I mean. The father gave it up. You can't just give it up. You can't just give out your... your other people's souls away it's not yours to give right you don't know the laws of the universe i don't know the laws of this this universe in particular (laughs) that's for sure there was a cool this one kind of was more like like uh they they went into like the dimension of hell you know what i mean yeah like alfie went like there was a scene where alfie like she got nora and uh the other kid out of the house and then she went back in and yeah and then but she entered into like hell Right. Kind of. It, this is, is what house. reminded me when they when she comes back inside and the two of them are sitting down. You got Gadis and her dad sitting there watching the television and mm-hmm. Nara's on the screen. Nara's not outside, by the way. She's upstairs. Okay. They've taken her. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. So she went in to go look for her. Right. She went to go right. save her. Right. But yeah, when they're sitting at the TV, that part is what reminded me of Conjuring 2. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Because yeah. like, they did that. Totally. S- like it feels like that. Like yeah. totally felt like that. Only the light and they weren't as pale. Mm-hmm. They kind of looked more human and they were smiling at the TV mm-hmm. and she likes waving in front of them and stuff like that. And there, there was one more scene I got to mention, which I think was a little bit before that where uh, Gladys was going. Gaddis. Gladys. G-A-D-I-S. Gad. Gaddis. Gaddis was going after Nara and Nora had a taser, and Nora tasered her head, like in her mouth. She <laughs> yeah. tasered in the mouth, and her whole head lit up. And then you think that would have killed her, but it didn't. Of course not. You know, because she's, she's a, possessed. She's too strong. So, but yeah, I thought that was a really cool scene. Yeah, okay. There's a lot of scenes in this one. Uh, I'm trying to think, like, one of the first ones that, that happens in this movie is, I think they, they pretty much get down to business and go down into the basement immediately to summon Ayub's spirit and try to, like, uh, get control over it. But really, it just kind of lets the cat out of the bag, so yeah. to speak. Um, they figure it out quick. Yeah. Uh, let's see. They She has to put her blood in this book, the the Black Bible or the Necronomicon of sorts, and they they make Alfie pledge her blood because they needed her to pledge her blood because they knew that she was sort of haunted by this witch mm-hmm. and the demon Moloch. 
So she was using that because Gaddis wanted to bring back Ayub, which nobody knows this at this point in time, until Alfie looks at the picture of them as kids and she sees her smiling on his lap. Mm-hmm. And she's like, why is she smiling? It's like, well, all the kids are all sad because they all been fucking raped. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But except for her. So they're like, oh, maybe she felt special to him or something, you know, like yeah, in know. Stockholm Syndrome is what fucking they say. Gross. Anyway. They essentially summon Ayub, and he invisibly, there's some pretty cool scenes that they do where he's, like, choking this girl, and you can see the marks on her throat, like, mm-hmm. like handprints. Yeah, and she's, like, picked up, and um, he, he chokes her in the air and then smashes her head on the ground, like, really hard over and over and over and over again until she's dead. <laughs> and it's like, holy fuck, dude, Jesus. It's a little... It's a little violent there, and everything's going wild down there in the basement while Nara and the other girl are upstairs, and she's like, mm-hmm. and then Nara opens the thing, I think, and then, or no, 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 it's not her. It's the Gaddis girl who opens the door, and then she gets ayubed, mm-hmm. right? Right. Because she opens it, and they're like, don't open the door. Right. And then he gets out, and then he goes into the attic. Yeah. Um, but there's this part where Nara is scared of that woman because they're all downstairs still. And so she's kind of trying to fight off the possessed Gaddis or, or not her. It was another girl. I can't think of what the. Yeah, uh, there's so many, many. Of there them is a fuck, lot of dude. people. There's like six people. I, I can't remember this girl's name, but I, I know Nara hides and she goes and hides in this room and she's like on top of a dresser and the demons like searching around the room with all this black shit coming out of her mouth. And then Alfie shows up. Because, mm-hmm. like, the demon sees her up on top and goes to get her mm-hmm. and knocks the, the dresser over on top of her, which then puts her inside of the dresser and she starts trying to break her way out. Mm-hmm. And Alfie starts taking a fucking lead pipe and just starts bashing it on the head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then it, like, sticks its hand out and does the middle finger thing that I was talking about. Right, that was funny. That's the that's mm-hmm. the Evil Dead 2 sequel one that I think... You know, mm-hmm. like, I wonder how far he's really going to go with the like homaging of it. You know, like in the third one, that's Army of Darkness. Right. So is he going to like do a portal? I don't know. Eh. That'd be, I don't know. Anyway, but her head pops out. She does the middle finger and then she like smacks the hand, I think. And they try to leave. But of course, somebody has pulled the wires out from the car and clearly right uh, it's she's like is it can demons do this i mean like yeah obviously what are you talking (laughs) about but no it's not the demons they would have been probably a little more sloppy about it Mm -hmm. they probably would have like just melted the engine or something white goo on it or some shit right so we obviously know that gaddis is in on it and these are clues for the viewer to kind of pick up Mm -hmm. um but yeah then and then she sees like there's a scene where the um demon comes running up to the window while she's in the car mm-hmm. and then she wakes up in the the house again and so they can't leave like there's nothing they can do but she's like fuck this i'm out of here me and nara are getting the fuck out of here mm-hmm. but she can't leave so that's when she figures out the whole thing with gaddis or whatever leo is the other boy that's the guy he's not a bad guy but he's also just kind of like freaks out all the time and he's he doesn't like alfie and and he thinks that she needs to work for him and all this other stuff like that. But there was a really cool scene where he gets pulled into the basement because like Gaddis locks him in the kitchen because there's a kitchen that the kids used to be locked in when they were bad. Mm -hmm. And then he would turn off the lights for like days and leave them in there scared. Mm -hmm. 
and then the basement is in there, which is like the whole like Evil Dead style like basement door that like, you know, the fruit cellar door uh, that goes down on a ladder and you it's not even a, like a staircase. It's just a straight straight up and down ladder. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like he gets locked in there and one of the demons grabs his face and rips his face over his eyes and his forehead Mm-hmm. And pulls him in. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, it, cool. It looks a little. The CGI there was mm, a little bad. bad. Yeah, see, it was shoddy. It was shoddy. But I still like the intention of, of pulling off his face. You know what I mean? This is around the time where Gaddis tells Alfie and Booty about the plan and how she needed Alfie to bring Ayub back, but in doing so, she can't control Alfie with her mind powers or whatever. Because, like, this is where, like, some weird shit happens where, like, Alfie reads the book and, like, learns that she has, like, satanic powers. And she, like, her hand turns into a demon's. Mm -hmm. And she's got, like, longer fingers that are, like, like burned on the tips. (laughs) And she she does the devil's horns sign Mm -hmm. and can, like like telekinesis style use. shit. Yeah. But she doesn't know how to use it real well, but she does know that Ayub can't fucking take control of her because she has the power of Moloch. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of weak. So he needs more souls in order to become powerful or whatever. But I don't know. It was kind of an interesting angle that they put in there, you know? Like, because mm-hmm. she wakes up from the dream and he burned her arm, remember? Right. And that's when she realizes that she might be able to use the book to have powers or whatever, because Marta or whatever dies in there, doesn't she? Yeah. She, like, gets killed in that same room. Yeah, there's a fire. Yeah. And she's like, use the book. Use the book to save you. Yeah, and then it just went really quick. But that's when she tells Booty to go outside. They, like, get in a fight with Gaddis and stuff. She comes back in. She waves in front of the... She sees, like... Her dad and Gaddis, like, in this weird alternate dimension. There's, like, a really cool scene where these two little girls are playing patty cake on the bed. Mm-hmm. And she's like, have you seen a little girl that, that's, like, your age around here? And it, keep in mind, she's, like, in this dimension of hell of sorts. Mm-hmm. And these kids are, like, both well, one point's down, one, one point's point up. up. And then you could hear Nara banging on the ceiling. Right. And then when she looks up and looks down, the kids are no longer kids. They're like their faces are all sunken adult in demons yeah. and shit. Yeah, it's really cool. Like they like turned adult demons like in an instant. Mm-hmm. So it was really cool camera work, like in editing that they did right there because it kind of like surprises you. And then she uses her hand on the door as some sort of seal mm-hmm. and shuts the door. And doesn't she go in like, field. yeah, doesn't she go in another room where Leo is? Yes. And his face is ripped off. Yeah. And he's like, this is just a dream, right, Alfie? It's no, just a dream. No, you're in hell, bro. And you're she's like, hell, fucking bro. leave me alone, weirdo. <laughs> leave me alone, pizza. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty much, we pretty much covered everything at this point in time, but. Yeah. But after like she sees Moloch and then like she, she comes back to life after he touched her. Um, then, you know, it, it was like, then they cut to like them, them getting, getting in the into car. the car and driving away and then them talking about the book and they're going to keep the book. Right. She's and like, he's like, it. he's like, here's the book. Do you think you want it or is it too dangerous? And she's like, danger. <laughs> That's my middle name. Yeah. Like, <laughs> she's like, this is a joke. And then, and then in a jokingly fashion, she even looks over to Nara and she's like, Nara seatbelt. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, obviously, right. danger is a little little scary, you know. 
<laughs> she's like, she's like, I'm not a great driver. You're going to die in RF we wreck. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm really interested to see what they do in part three to see how far it goes. I think it's going to get a little uh, much wilder. Well, let's hope she's going to probably end up better. killing Moloch. She's going to have to get into a situation. How do you kill something that's already dead? I don't know. That's the Cut shit its that, fucking like, head off or something. It never made sense to me. Maybe. What if they like, what if they were to do something like really different? Like instead of like, you know, um, Alfie being the one, uh, they switch it to a brand new character that you've never met before who is not really that bad, but is getting blamed by the townspeople for being a bad person. And then they... I'm just kidding. I'm just... Wow, Alex. <laughs> I'm never getting over it. I'm sorry, guys. I'm, I'm not even going to mention what, it, what I'm talking about because I, I don't want to spoil anything for you. And if you get it, you get it, okay? Just just trust me. It's, it's, oh it's a bad joke, okay? It's a horrible joke. <laughs> horrible. Anyway, um... Yeah, that's how it ends anyway, so. Yeah. The end. The end. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Long live Void. See you next week. I wish we had more trivia on this movie, you know, like, I don't know. Hopefully, when the third one comes out, who's going to own it, right? Not you. Well, maybe they'll give it to Hulu, and then we'll have, like, <laughs> no, a, a gangbang of fucking services. I'm sure Shudder will pick it up. You think? Well, they picked up the second one. Right, but I'm just saying, like, what if they're like, oh, this one's not as good, this one's as good. Right, so then maybe no one needs to see it. Well, no, because they put them in the VHS episodes, so, I mean... Right. So they obviously liked it. Right. So, which, if you don't remember in the VHS episode, VHS 94, it was the one where he was, like, uh, a mad scientist. L, L for libido or... Li no, 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 that's ABC's of Death, oh, honey. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it was, this one uh. was the one where he's a mad scientist, like I was saying. Oh, that's Who right. has the robot people. Right. Yeah, you're like, it's like you don't I even forgot. listen to me. I was. I just forgot what. They're both anthologies. Give me a fucking break. <laughs> I said VHS 94. Anyway. Um, but yeah, next week we are going to be back. We're going to be doing uh, the killer clowns from outer space. Do we know where that's at, Christina? Nope. We got to look at that up real quick. So killer clowns from outer space. It looks like it's on uh, Showtime. So if you have any of the Showtimes. Uh, you can watch it on the Redbox app for free with ads. It's on DirecTV if you're subscribed to that. Plex is uh, free, which I think also has ads. Ads. Yeah, anything. Yeah, so any of the Showtime apps, Redbox or Direct uh, TV or Plex, you can watch it on there. Or, or if you, of course, have the Blu-ray like I do, I'm going to be watching it there. I think you can find it. You can find it. Yeah, I mean, they usually sell it on like at the Walmart. So like if you want to go Not to Walmart. Anymore. <laughs> can we not talk about that they usually do down. those fucking uh those displays where it's like all one color and they like do the right. killer clowns in that for one halloween. for halloween yeah. they've always done killer clowns like it's always been part well, of it's it. a classic of course it's so, a cult classic so we're gonna be talking about that it's gonna be a shorter episode next week of course but uh it'll be fun though we hope you guys are having a great spooky season you know for halloween 2022 you know for yes. 2022 happy halloween to you guys happy halloween this is our last week before it please tune into the youtube channel we got a lot more horror fucking happening and don't forget you know we don't just run this motherfucker for halloween so all you uh you know uh, casual listeners. casual listeners tune in uh, after halloween please you know we'll keep you we'll keep you spooky too you know throughout the year so right and don't take any rainbow fentanyl yes and uh, also make sure you check your candy for razors yeah 
So we'll, we'll remind you on Halloween. Yeah, we'll do so that. So for that episode. So yeah. just in case you get any apples from anybody, make sure you check them for razors or don't make any apple pies out of it like they did in, uh, you know, Night yeah. of the Demons. Yeah, so. that won't be good. <laughs> anyway, guys, we love you. Thank you so much for coming by. And as always, long live the boy. Thank you.